This morning I want to talk about the God of good and bad times. I titled my sermon as the God of good and bad times. One side we see people enjoying their lives in sinful pleasures who don't seek God. On the other side we see multitudes living in sorrow, pain and agony who need God in every moment of their lives. You know, this has been the mystery of the ages. One side we see the need and the sufferings of people, but on the other side we see people do not need God. They walk away from God. When John the Baptist was beheaded, there was a great fear and there was a great threat and the distress among the disciples. Even Jesus felt the effect of the death of John the Baptist. Whereas there was a great birthday celebration that was going on in King Herod's palace. Well, the entire regime of the Roman Emperor celebrating the victory of the death of Lord Jesus Christ. A group of disciples and the followers of Jesus Christ and the devout followers such as Mary Magdalene. They were overwhelmed with the sorrow of the loss and the death of their Savior. When Stephen was stoned to death, there was a great rejoicing among the Pharisees and the Judaic leaders and the followers of Judaism. Whereas there was a great threat and fear among the disciples and the followers of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we see a contrasting, contrasting actions and reactions among people as they were confronted with either the pleasures of the world and the celebrations of the world or the sufferings and persecutions and pain and agonies of the world, including the loss of lives. We see a contrasting reactions as people are confronted with these two different situations that we see today. They're running as a parallel train track. You know, there are goodness and there are sorrow. There are times of you know, suffering. There are times of joy. And people react to those two situations in many different ways. Even today when our lives go well, when everything is going on well, when everything is happening as we expected, we came to this nation, for example, as a student to study. You know, and studies got over as expected. You know, we got an always cheering group of friends in front of us and everything was going on very well. We got a job, a well-paying job. And as the moment we completed our studies and we could pay back all the loans that we took, we bought a car, we bought a house, and we got married, and life is going on well, everything is fine. And we don't see any reason why we need God. We don't see any reason why we need to seek God. But at the same moment, life situation change. Nothing is working anymore. Nothing is happening the way we expect things to happen. Everything, you know, starts collapsing in front of our own eyes. We are overwhelmed with anxiety and emotional stress. You know, uh, at times we are struck with sickness. We are running between doctors. 
and the hospitals. We are running between the doctors and the therapists. We are running between treatments and procedures. Misunderstandings, strained relationship, unfulfilled expectations. Will it ever happen in my life? You know, that kind of questions. They all together make us to seek God make us to cry out to God we see a time in our lives where we don't need we feel that we don't need God but we see another time in our lives that we need God every moment we see a group of people living in this world as if they don't need God at all but we see another millions of people living in this world they need God this is the reality of human life on the face of this earth we need God in every situation not only in bad times even in good times even when everything is going on well we need god let's next slide please if good times remind you of god's goodness blessings and prosperity bad times remind you of his grace mercy and compassion we didn't get that let's read that again Let's read that again. If good times remind you of God's goodness, blessings, and prosperity, bad times remind you of His grace, mercy, and compassion. Let's turn our Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14. I'm reading from NLT. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14. Bible says, Enjoy prosperity while you can, but when hard times strike, realize that both come from god remember that nothing is certain in this life you know here solomon is asking us to enjoy prosperity when we can but when hard times come and strike us realize that both good and bad times are coming from god you know we know that god doesn't inflict us with bad things but at times he allows bad things to happen for his people you know week before we heard God who called us, God who called you, after you have suffered a while, He will perfect you, He will establish you, He will strengthen you, and He will settle you. And last week God spoke to us saying that our weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I believe today God is telling you that you need God both in your good times and in your bad times. When Job's wife Ask Job, you are trying to be faithful to God as you were ever, aren't you? Why don't you curse your God and die? You know, a situation, particular situation in the life of Job that nobody could help him. He became totally helpless. You know, a very good, very great advice that came to Job from his own flesh. Why are you still alive? Why don't you die? And Job answered to this question of his wife. Job chapter 2 verse 10. I'm reading from a good news Bible. Job answered, and this is what he says, You are talking nonsense. When God sends us something good, we welcome it. How can we complain when he sends us trouble? Even in all this suffering, Job said nothing against God. Look at his argument. His wife is asking him to die because there is no help. There is, no, no, there is nothing is going to happen. There is absolutely no hope. 
In the midst of hopelessness, when Job's wife asked him to lose, asked him to leave, asked him to give up, Job is asking, what are you saying? When God sends us something good, we welcomed it. How can we complain when he sends us trouble? You know, many times we complain. Many times we murmur. Many times we question, Lord, why this? Why this? Why that? And the Bible says, even in all things, Job did not complain. Job did not say anything against God. God wants us to know that he is the God of good and bad times. When things are not going well in your, well in your life, he is still your God. When things are not going well in your life, when you are still living an unsettled life, he is still your God. When sickness is not leaving your home, he is still your God. God is a God of good times and bad times. I just, I am just reminded the, with the words of the song, God on the mountains. The, song, the songwriter says, and the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he will make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. Some of you are living in your valley. Some of you are living in a bad time. Some of you are still living, continue to live in your night. But still remember that he is the same God. He is the same God who was in the good time, who was in the mountain top, who wasn't with you in the daytime. He is still with you as you walk through the valley, as you pass through the night, as you go through the bad time in your life. This morning, my intention is to present you the God of the good times and the God of the bad times and to tell you how you would react to differing and contrasting situations of your life and how normally as people we react and how God wants us to react during the good times and bad times but remembering that he is the same God of the good times and the bad times. First of all, I want to talk about in good times do not forget his goodness. In good times, do not forget his goodness. As the children of God, children of Israel, they were settling down in the blessed land of Canaan. God instructed them not to deviate from the book of the law, not to disobey God's instructions, and not to forget the goodness of God. You know, it is a human nature, human tendency that, you know, we tend to forget God in our good times. So in good times, we should not forget God's goodness. You know, it is true in our lives many times as humans, we tend to forget God when everything is going on well. You know, we need reminders. We need promptings to follow God. When everything is going good in our lives. You know, many times in ministry, either it may, it may be a church ministry or in the prayer ministry, we see people coming to us and asking for prayer when they are stuck with the situations in their lives that they are not able to handle. When they find it so difficult to handle situations, they come to us for prayer. There is nothing wrong in that. You know, we are here for that. 
But we don't want them to forget God in their good times. We don't want them to go away from God, you know, seeking after the worldly blessing, thinking that God is blessing them, God is continuing to bless them. We don't want them to go away from God. In good times, we should not remember the goodness of God. And God had reminded children of Israel for this reason, we read that in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 to, 10 to 10 through 12. You know, God is reminding his people, saying that in good times, when you think that everything is settling down in your lives, do not forget your God. Do not forget your Lord God who brought you out of the, out, out of the hands of the Egyptians. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Verse 11. Houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten are and are full verse 12 then beware lest you forget the lord who brought you out of the land of egypt from the house of bondage you know god is reminding us you know many times we see people going away from god when they see blessings in their lives god is a god of good times certainly but in good times god doesn't want us to forget his goodness and here God is warning his people. He's saying in verse 12, Then be aware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. In good times, you need to worship God. In good times, you need to praise God. In good times, you need to remember all the goodness. In good times, you need to think about the God who was with you in difficult times in your lives. And God is saying, be warned. Be warned not to forget God who brought you thus far in some of our lives. You know, we would have perished. We would have died if God would not have helped us in that particular situation. God protected you. There were enemies rising against you. There were, they made plots to kill you and to destroy you. But God had been so faithful. He brought you thus far. He settled you. He blessed you. Never forget your God. In good times, do not forget his goodness. Secondly, in bad times, do not fail to remember, do not fail to embrace his grace. In good times, do not remember his good, do not, do not forget his goodness. But in bad times, do not fail to embrace His grace. Suddenly in bad times, we need God more than ever. When things are not in favor of us, when we struggle to handle the situation alone, we need God's grace. You know, God's grace is defined as the undeserved favor of God. We don't deserve it. But God gives it because God loves, because of what he is, because what he has done for you. He extends his mercy and grace even though we don't deserve. We need to seek for his grace. 
when we walk through the valleys of our lives. You know, this morning as you listen to me, some of you have been walking through that valley for quite some time now. It seems to be that you are losing your strength. It seems to be that, you know, you are at the verge of your valley and you think that you are about to climb on your mountain, but you are unable to do it because you just totally lost your strength. But this morning, God is reminding you to embrace His grace. We need to seek for His grace when we walk through the bad times of our lives. When you see God, this undeserved favor of God comes to you in a very unexpected time. You know, our God brings miracles. Our God brings deliverance in our lives in a moment that is totally not expected. You've been waiting, 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 and you are, you, are, you are almost given up now. And you don't have any hope at all. You know, if you continue to embrace the grace of God, our God is a God who can extend the undeserved favor in your life in a totally unexpected time. As Solomon said, says, both good and bad times come from God or as allowed by God. Remember, the bad times are not really to destroy you. The valleys in your lives are not that you get swallowed during as we walk through the valleys, but God will make you to soar again. And when you are walking through the valley, do not think that you are getting swallowed. Do not think that your family is going to live like this in this fashion forever. Do not think that your child is going to lie on the bed in the sick bed forever. You know, when you are going through your valley, remember that God is preparing you to soar above, to climb on the mountains, to soar high over the distractions, over the destructive forces of the enemy in your life. God is with you. God is speaking to you this morning. Remember, God is with you. His grace is still available for you when you are in your sickbed. God's grace is still available for you even when your son is still in your in the prison cell god's grace is still available for you even when you feel like not doing anything at all in your life you feel that you want to you know fold yourself down to the earth and just want to sit at the corner of the room but even that moment god's grace is still available for you god's grace is available for you even though you don't feel like going back to your husband the kind of abuse, the kind of treatment that was extended by that family, you don't really feel like going back at all. But even at that moment, God's grace is still available for you. God's grace is available for you because you're tired of seeking jobs one after the other. You're tired of finding a settlement in your life. But remember, even in that valley, God's grace is still available for you. The fire is not really to burn you. The water is not really to drown you. He is working in your life. He is working in your life and in your family. Isaiah says, prophetically, Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burnt, nor shall the flame scorch you. Do you know that what stands between you and the raging waves? Do you know what stands between you and the fire? 
It is the grace of God. It is the grace of God that God wants you to embrace that grace because that grace is protecting you that you are not getting consumed. You are not getting swallowed up by the water. That grace is protecting you. I'm reminded of the words of the hymn, the good old hymn in the 17th. How firm a foundation published in 1787 by John Rippon, an English Baptist minister. And the hymn says, When through fiery trail trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee. I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. Shall we read that again? When you go through fiery trials, thy pathway shall lie. My grace, God is telling you this morning, my grace all sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee. I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. God is removing the dross out of you. God is removing the impurities in your life and he is making you much purer, much more purer than the gold. The pain and the hardships that we endure today, they are not meant to crush us, but to refine us and shape us unto the likeness or the image of Jesus Christ. This amazing grace is available for you in plenty. When you go through the valley, when you go through the bad time, when you go through your night, this amazing grace is available. God wants you to embrace that amazing grace. It comes to you in many different ways. Psalm 119 verse 92, the psalmist says, unless you are law, unless see the amazing grace that you can find in the book, unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. The grace of God is poured out into your life through his word, through Son Jesus, the word that came to this world, the word that you read today. Psalm 94 verse 19, in the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. His comfort is still available for you. His grace is available for you. This presence of the living God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon you. That will enable you. That will help you to walk through your valley until you are taken to the mountaintop in your situation. You need more of God's grace. It's available in plenty when you come to him. Do not fail to embrace his grace. Just going to finish now. If good times remind you of God's goodness, blessings and prosperity, bad times remind you of His grace, mercy and compassion. Just to summarize, He is the God of good times and the bad times. He is the God of the mountains and the valleys of life. He is the God of the day, but still he is the God of the night in your life. In good times, do not forget his goodness. In bad times, do not fail to embrace his grace. 
He's the God. He will take you to the mountain top. He's the God who will take you to the mountain top because he is God on the mountains. Even though you are living in your valley today, God is going to take you on the mountain as you depend on him as you embrace his grace this morning.